Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's get to the Dragons v the Doggies. Dragons fans, bump. Yep, just two here. Three, three is all together, sticking together. And then we've got Doggies fans. Doggies. Um, what an incredible win by the Bulldogs. Sorry, Dragons fans. Um, but down massively on troops. We're talking about a team a couple of years ago that were just every week getting pounded into the core of the earth. Um, and now they they put that together with a debutante like for example they just beat the dragons who last year were only two wins out outside the eight with josh reynolds playing six and it's like no, no disrespect for josh reynolds in regards to him as a player like he's a he's had an incredible career he's a great bloke but when it comes to like you know ability now and at his age like he's he's quite substantially past his best um, also, he's still as angry as anything. Has he got any angrier or what? <laughs> Holy, he was lucky not to get sent when he was going at the ref. Anyway. Um, when he went at the ref too and the ref was like, oh, I thought you elbowed him in the head. It's like, you did elbow him in the head. You <laughs> <laughs> blatantly elbowed him in the head. Um, they don't call him grub for no reason. The great grub. And so you bring Oluwapo off the bench. Did he set the world light? No. But did he look out of place? No. Didn't look out of place at all. He handled the physicality of it. 15 tackles, only three misses, so not a disaster. Reed Marnie, good. Like, another guy I want to talk about, Averillo. Oh. How good has he been playing finally? And how long have you been listening to the podcast? Two years? So you've been hearing That's it's enough. <laughs> bang on every you week. We talk about the Bulldogs. We'll be going, Averillo is not a seven. He's not a fullback. Finally, we found Avrilo's position, and he has been outstanding at centre, like absolutely outstanding. I, I'm not sure about Burden at seven, but I, what I will say is, is that they're playing better with him at seven than they were with Flano at seven at the moment. Um, I just like him around the ball more. I just like him, and he. I think uh, Burton even said that before the game that Seraldo basically said, like, we just want you touching the ball more. Uh, I think this is a, a cl- like a really, really good win for the Bulldogs. What do you think, Gurino? Yeah, I think with, you know, obviously 
Kyle Flanagan's left the side now. And we've been saying for a while, I think Canterbury can be successful with Kyle Flanagan. But he has to do those little things that he can do well. He has to do them well consistently. He wasn't. That's the reality of mm. it. Um, I think Josh Reynolds... <laughs> I, I think there's an argument that Josh Reynolds got more holes in his game than what Kyle Flanagan does, but he brings energy. Mm. And he just brings what Canterbury is all about. I mean, we, uh, I said on the podcast a few weeks ago, we were at the Canterbury game the other day. He sprinted off the sideline. He missed two tackles, <laughs> gave away a penalty, and all the Canterbury fans went, that's Josh. <laughs> and it was just bizarre. But it, he's that sort of a guy. He is just that sort of a footballer that he's going to bring that energy. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to do stupid things. But he's worth having on the field because he mm. brings energy. And I think that Carl coming off the bench for the next few weeks, I think that's going to be the play. And I think within five or six weeks, Carl will beat your seven. I, w- I will say, um, you know, I've been quite strong about my opinion on Flano in regards to feeling like he can be the guy to get the job done. Um, but I, I probably have to admit I'm wrong in regards to got that got that wrong. He's been given ample opportunity. You know, I feel sorry for Kyle. He's had so much pressure on him, um, but unfortunately hasn't delivered. So got that call wrong at the start of the year. I thought by this stage I, that he would have made that role his own, and unfortunately he hasn't. Uh, I think it takes a lot of guts for Seraldo to go, you know what, let's make the call now, move Burton into seven, get the rookie Oluwapu into six eventually. I think as soon as we saw Flano move to six, the writing was on the wall. If I'm Flano, I would go to Super League. I know it's used as a joke or whatever, but there's plenty of there's plenty of NRL players that go over there and have great lives and enjoy rugby league, sign good contracts, get to travel Europe. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but I think that, look... If you're going to, like, if Burton is potentially going to be... Because basically what happened was, and this is the mail that we got, I think maybe you got, Timmy, that Bulldogs actually had a chance to get Moses and chose not to get him because they thought Oluwapu was a future. Is that the correct mail? Yeah, well, essentially they didn't want... They saw him as like a... They don't see their premiership window being this year, being next year. It's a classic Gus Gould five-year plan. Mm. We laugh about it, but... It worked at the Panthers, didn't it? Mm. Excessively well. And it was the same with Moses. Thought, oh, we can get Moses now on a lot of money or at the peak of his career, or we can get someone like Carl Oluwapu, who we think can be the future of the club in five years' time, mm. for a lot cheaper money and build around that. And they've done that. Yeah. And so if the, so basically with that decision, it looks like they've looked at Oluwapu in reserve grade and said, look, maybe he's not a seven. And maybe – so if the decision is, is like, oh, well, Burden is the guy – that's going to be our seven from you may as well get him in there straight away and just start building with him and look i'm even though i'm still unsure as to whether burton can be a seven i'm closer to being hopeful that he can than i was a few if you had asked me a few weeks ago i would have said no way how i don't know how a dallium center can become a seven but you know nico which is ironic because i was probably the only one of the only people saying that nico hines can be a seven for the sharkies so yeah, I don't mind it. Burden Oluwapu in your halves, like big, strong halves. The game of this, the style of footy has changed uh, quite a bit over the over the last couple of years, so you can be up front foot footy. Um, great win. Uh, any questions, boys? Doggies, boys? Then we'll get to the Dragons. I think the big difference is Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Have you caught someone scissoring? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the microphone? Yeah, Mike died. Mike died. So basically, you just say your question and then I'll repeat it into the mic. 
um, yeah, you're basically playing 80 minutes rather than 40 minutes. Mm. Oh, mate, I totally agree. And I, what I also love is like, uh, I think Billy Slater said it on the Nine Now commentary stream, live and free on Nine Now. Um, <laughs> not, an ad, not an ad, not an ad, guys. Jeez. Um, but basically, he said like, you know, there's different forms of courage. And sometimes it's the courage is to play footy. And I thought, what I'm loving about the Bulldogs, they even did it against um, was it the Panthers maybe or the Storm. Anyway, one of the big dog sides where I think it was a storm because you just beat the storm, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And and you were just spinning it like pumped him, like basically just fearless rugby league. And I think Seraldo has instilled it because even today, all these troops out, every reason to just go, oh, let's just play high percentage players. Not like what the Avarillo first try was out of their own end with Braden Burns fending, then a great pass yeah. in a way. And then, oh, when Braden Burns... Burns oh, twice, twice in a row. Like, that's so what, two 80-metre tries. And that's that's brave footy to do that coming out of your own end. It's also a nightmare to defend because what happens is is if, if, you, if you have to defend a team that is willing to do that, you have to increase your spacing because your winger... Because what happened when the second Avarillo try was the wing was too far in, he couldn't catch mm. um, Avarillo. And so it's a nightmare to defend, in, especially in today's game, because then you have to increase the spacing between you and the next defender. Then so what? So what do the the Bulldogs do in return? Then they go, all right. Well, then we'll just start hitting it up through the ruck because now you've got to make one on one tackles around the ruck. We get quick play the balls. So it shows you Seraldo's genius and why he has so much raps about him because this this isn't just a good roster. This is tactics. This is like tactics that he's telling his his team. Name you said a few times there, Braden Burns. Shout out to him. Five offloads today. Six tackle breaks, three line break assists. Mate, he stays injury-free. He's oh, a gun. So good. That's and, and his biggest worry. He's a yeah. gun. Yeah. And, and Avrida will get all the raps, and rightly so, for those two outstanding tries he did. Schooled Sloan twice in a row. But Braden Burns, second game for the year at the Doggies in the back line, trying to cement a position and throws them two speculators that if they went wrong, he would have been crucified for them. They're both yeah. peaches, both two runaway tries. Fun little fact... That actually stands for Braden Burns. <laughs> little, little BB. Anyway, didn't have to pay for it though. No royalties, Braden. No royalties. Um, no, I, I agree, mate. Like he would have been crucified. But as we were saying, like that's like instilling Seraldo instilling courage mm. in a young side that you know usually you go nah, take the tackle because it's almost like you know I don't mean disrespectfully, but it's almost like. The Bulldogs have no right to be this confident. Like, they're, they're a team that were struggling for the last few years. Got any questions, mate? You told me it was Brisbane Broncos last week. <laughs> <laughs> Big Buddha. <laughs> I had the doggies, you know, how we love to recruit a lot of players. Um, but as you're saying before, we've got, um, you'd say, Burton, Oluwapu, um, Marnie, and then you would assume Critter would next year would come in and lock in that spine. Do you feel like then, like, they're lacking in the forward department? I know. None of them have really played together because we've rattled with injuries. You know, TBJ comes back, Mick King goes out. We haven't had Thompson. Do you feel like there's a kind of a lacking a bit in that forward pack, considering the, the plan, that five-year plan of a young spy and lock them in? Do you see that there's any gaps there? Well, I think I actually think Tavita Pango Jr. will free up a lot of cash when he comes off contract. Um, you've got Pele. Um, he's due back next week. He's due back next Maybe. week, and he is playing really well when he's playing and also you know 
the more footy he gets in NRL, the more minutes he'll be able to play. So uh, Luke Thompson, Pele, uh, Faitella Mariner, Waddell. Oh, we'll put it King. this way. Uh, Kickout, Max King, King Preston. got one of the better Preston. forward packs on paper, mm. to be it's, honest It's not bad. And as I said, like... Yeah, 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 I think yeah, they've yeah, just Vincent. all been out injured. Like, yeah. like you got Luke Thompson to come back, Max King, Sutton, Kikau. Like, Joe, Jacob Preston's jumped out of the ground. So that's the other thing. You know, he swapped sides. Didn't mm. miss a beat. So good. And I, as I said, I, I really think that I, unless he signs for unders, I don't see Tevita Pangai Jr. re-signing with the club just due to the fact that he's on a massive contract, which is exciting for the Bulldogs because you can go aggressively into the market for a, a, a forward. And, like, for example, if... If Payne has, doesn't re-sign at the Broncos or, or whatever, like Gus Gould could work his magic. Who, who knows? You just you just don't know. Like then you've got guys like uh, Stefano. Um, he's off contract in two years. Um, there's another oh, young player as well that's coming through. Anyway, so there's there's a, quite a few young big forwards because this is obviously a five year plan. So you can begin targeting them now and build squads around them, which is exciting for the Bulldogs. And that's where, as well, you look at Carl Oluwapa at the start of this year and they signed him for 500k. I'm sitting here going, 500k? It's a teenager. Mm. If in a year's time he's an established first grade seven and you're paying him 500k, it's a steal. Mm. And all of a sudden you can build around him. Well, it's, it's even like the Raiders situation we were talking about earlier is like, you know, if you can somehow land that young guy coming through and he does. Nico Hines, for example, <laughs> Brisbane Broncos, we offered him reportedly 300k because he was coming off the bench for the storm. He goes to the Sharkies for reportedly a 600k. That's like the biggest unders in history. You know what I mean? And so if the if the dogs can be really smart in the market, which they have been, it's exciting. It's super exciting. And you're winning matches away from home with like who? Josh, as I said, Renault at six, Hayes Perham. Good, solid first grader, but is he as good as Critter? Like, you know, I, I don't think so. Declan Casey, um, Alamotti in his rookie year. Then you've got Harrison Edwards. Like, I, no, I'm not being disrespectful, but I don't even... Guru, do you know Harrison Edwards? Not well. If he doesn't know him, then fucking no one... Well. <laughs> um, not no. well for Guru, though. He's, like, seen him play... 10 to 20 Harold Match games five <laughs> years ago. Um, but, like, you know, Har- um, Harrison, come on and did a job. Like, and that's signs of really good coaching when you've got players that you're getting the best. It's like what Wayne does so well. Yeah, seeing more confidence in Canterbury this year, especially, like, that um, clutch play against the, that Cowboys game. Like, mm. Burton in that golden point to try kick it and just yeah. go for glory. And I think earlier in the year against the Warriors, he's tried a similar thing when they were um, to Avarillo to try, you know, like that's confidence yeah. just to like go, yeah, let's do it. And yeah. I, I definitely think that be a, a Serrato thing that they're definitely more confident. They're backing themselves. They're throwing the ball around a little bit more. So mm. it's, it's great signs. And it's like what I love about the Serraldo game plan is like sometimes when you come up, for example, I, I thought it was beautiful when they played the Storm because it's like we're not going to beat the Storm. Everyone tries to play the Storm the way the Storm play. And it's like you're not going to beat the Storm the way they play. That's where they live and breathe rugby league. So let's be the team that goes, you know what? We're going to spin the ball to the edges and play our style of footy and be the best of what we do. So, yeah, I'm loving what's happening in the Bulldogs. You know, I say it as well. The Laundy group is behind them. They're a massive group with a lot of influence. Um, yeah, exciting times. Any other questions, Doggies fans? Where does Skelton fit into the spine over the next two years? What do you reckon, Gurino? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I just I, I was surprised he hadn't played by this stage. Like they've had every opportunity to play him, and they're sort of big. Yeah, that's what I mean at the moment. Like they've had all these injuries to the back outside backs, and he thought he would have played by now. So. Uh, to me, it says a little bit that they're probably not happy with some facet of his game. Maybe he's got defensive lapses. We know he can run the ball. I, I didn't check his stats this week, but I know the week before, it was something like 250 metres, 12 tackle bars. So uh, probably something he needs to work on there, but he's obviously pretty far down the pecking order. I think you'd be safe to assume defense. He's got, he's got all, all that How he can he? in attack. Uh, he'd be 23, I'd say. He's young. Like he's come over from um, rugby sevens and stuff. He's very talented, but I yeah, think with his, it would have yeah. to be defensive with how good he is. In if it was 18 or 19, you could it's sometimes message sending. Like you're just trying to send a message to the kid. Like no, no, you don't just waltz on and you get a, a crack straight away. But if you're 23 years old and you're you know 12 tackle breaks and whatever, it's probably defensive lapses and even maybe positioning as well mm. sometimes. Um, but yeah. Exciting times. Now, Dragons. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I, dragons are it like, oh, man. Where do I start? <laughs> uh, we can start there. We can start there. Look, it's, they're a bit of a strange side to talk about because last year, even though it was a very disappointing year for you guys, we say it every week on the podcast, you were two wins out of the, you know, out of the eight. And so I think people forget that. They just assume that you were like 15th or something like that when you, you just weren't. Whereas, you know, unfortunately on today, it just was a really disappointing performance. And I just can't, if a Bulldog side with as many players out as they had come to your home ground and get the, the win like that, I just don't know if the direction that they're heading in is the right direction right now. Recruitment hasn't been great. You know, Ben Hunt has been doing everything he can to play out of his skin. Some of your younger players just haven't seemed to hit the potential that trajectory that they were on. And, you know, when you look at the Bulldogs and you see these young players and even older players playing the best they possibly can play, and then you look at the Dragons, you go, are these guys really playing the best they can play? You ha I guess you do have to look at who's in charge of, of getting these players to play well, and it's... It's up top. What do you boys reckon? <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I go last week's game against the Roosters. After 10 minutes, I could have turned the TV off and walk away because we just let in two real soft tries through the middle and the next, you know, next 60-odd minutes, we were right back in it. Mm. And we've been going through the middle so well. And then I watched, was down the pub watching it today. Before I come here, and we had just looked like we had nothing, mm. like no no effort, no no real want to like be out there at all. It's compared to like the Bulldogs that had, like you said, you've named you pretty much named a side, but they can't name because they're all injured. Mm. Yeah, so. it's and it's something that we discussed. Like even just watching them in the trials, it's like there just doesn't seem to be like that zest and like energy to play sometimes like every now and then the dragons may come out and you watch them for you know against the broncos for 20 minutes and you go oh yeah there we go like fucking aggressive like typical hook style of rugby league then some weeks they roll out and you're like there's just no energy or like similar to the nights of of last year where you go like where's the line speed uh, like why aren't you trying to dominate the opposition um what do you reckon, boys, about the Dragons? 
Yeah, they're an interesting one. I think that, like, I think over the last two weeks, um, Jack DeBellin's been fantastic for mm. you since coming back. He's been unreal. Playing 80 through the middle. Insane. Big shift. Yeah. But I, yeah, I also think... forget how good he... Yeah, he's was. very, yeah, underappreciated for the Dragons, Jack DeBellin. But Jack Bird, he's the one to me that just... He looks like he's got a bit of spark about him at the moment. I've always said that I think Jack Bird's a 13, but I think DeBellin's better fit at 13 for this side. I'm starting to wonder if you do just play Jack DeBellin as a middle forward, maybe move Jack Bird into the 13, because you just... I don't know, something's just lacking there, isn't it? Like, I... And it can't just all be Benny Hunt. I mean, you got two hookers that I think they're both solid, but neither's overly inspiring, realistically, I think. Um, I think I think Little be, Little's been okay this year, I reckon. He's been good, but he's not... Yeah. He's not He's not breaking games apart. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that, that, that was a game that was begging for someone to break it apart today and just no one ever took it by the I way. I just can't understand why and you guys would probably know this better but like why do you think Little's not starting like I think he's been a good like he's a genuine hooker that has probably been one of your better players when he does play and like or am I fucking yeah I'd, I'd rather start Little over Mbai playing for 80 and have Mbai come on in other positions where he can cover mm. so yeah some of the decisions like Moses Mbai trying to turn him into a nine to start I just... Yeah. He's playing it too safe. Like, he knows Mbai's a veteran. Um, yeah, I'd probably start little too. Even like Sullivan. Before he got injured, he... If he doesn't get injured, I don't know if Amon comes in the side. Mm. Because he didn't really play that poorly <laughs> to get dropped for Amon. Yeah. Um, so that forced that. And then Sullivan, yeah, I think he's back healthy now. So whether they they think to put Sullivan back at 14 as well, mm. but he's not really nine. So who who do you expect to play the 80 at hooker mm. then? So, um, yeah, but I think that big loss is Aaron Woods, personally. Mm. Mm. Um, I think it was a... <laughs> <laughs> He plays that game we win today. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, yeah. my, my favourite NRL video of all time, just about, is still Aaron Shit. Woods defending his line and he just runs up, <laughs> head down, not knowing where he's going. The dummy half looks at him and goes, uh, what's going on? See you. <laughs> Mine's where that you guys scored, New South Wales score, and he just goes, over the top. <laughs> oh, <rare. laughs> We miss that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I also love the the brief moment. Everyone in the room's going, "Is he serious or taking the piss?" I thought you were serious. Like, <laughs> we don't want to laugh at him and like take the piss if he's being serious. Um, yeah, yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but like I'm not not jumping straight at the coach either. Like, like he's touched on. Like I think it's just a real culture thing there at the moment. Um, and it was shown like at the awards night. Obviously, that's being covered. Like, um. And even that little scuffle, Ravalau and someone else had. Like, I know, I mean, there'd be scuffles all the time in our but just <coughs> getting out and becoming a big thing. I think the culture there is just a bit, not, well, it's definitely not where it should be right now. And I think the, the players need to take a bit of ownership themselves and mm. just don't blame the coach. Mm. I know the coach, we could probably look for other options. I don't know who. But I don't mind the idea of, like, the old 2010 boys um, seeing what they can do and see if they can bring back that. Well, what I like, what I like about the the 2010 kind of crew, is you look at the the Broncos and 
you know, they brought Kevy Walters in and look, is Kevy Walters, does he look like, a, you know, an X's and O's guy, kind of like a Seraldo, <coughs> you know, or, or even a Webster? You know, maybe not, maybe not. But what, what he does know is he knows Broncos culture. Like he knows what it is to be a Bronco. And so sometimes you just need to put in a person that can make them play for something bigger than themselves. And what I like about the idea of bringing some of the, you know, whether it's Dean Young or Ben Hornby or whatever, first of all, Dean Young and Ben Hornby have been in coaching systems now, so they would have learned quite a bit. Um, but at the very least, you'll give yourself an identity. And at, and at the very least, when those players like Ben Hornby or Dean Young speak to those forwards and say, boys, these are the, this is the fucking standards now, they... Not to say that they don't respect Hook, because I'm sure they do, but it is different coming from club legends than it is from a, a, a full-time kind of coach that's it's moved up to the grades. And so, like, you can build the, the analytical side of it. You can build the, the minds of rugby league around those kind of cultural figureheads to a degree. And I think that's what it seems like the Broncos have done. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not convinced on the Broncos yet. I think that we should probably finish top eight, but at least we've gone from you know, bottom of the table to finals potential. And like when the Seabold came to the Broncos, that was one thing that was really missing was like that cultural aspect. And so I, I don't mind the idea of, um, you know, that 2010 kind of um, Dragons guys coming back in. Cause like my, my problem is, is that, so Amon, Sullivan, uh, Sloan, Lomax, Feni twin, Twins, like, my concern with the Dragons is, is you had some of the best young talent in the comp. Like genuinely, those five boys or six boys or whatever rivaled Penrith's youth. Like this is how good, I think they even won the, didn't they win the- Yeah, they won the SG ball a couple of years ago. They won yeah. the SG ball together. Like we're talking about the cream of the crop coming through. And my concern is, is that they're nowhere near, if those same five boys were at Penrith, Roosters, Storm, and it's very easy to say because they're, you know, they've got all these resources. That, but I just don't think they're anywhere near where they should be on their trajectory. And yes, you can 100% say a lot of it is their fault because, you know, they're grown men, they make their choices. But when it's happening across the board, I think you do have to look above. Yeah. And I think for me, part of it, I think one of you described hookers being too safe. I completely agree with that. And I agree with what you said before. I think if um, Bud Sullivan wouldn't have got injured, I think he'd still be the 5'8 right now. Mm. Yeah, look, like he's gone back and played three games of Reggie's. He's got nine try assists or something. Like he's flying. Have this idea. If we're struggling and not, well, we could do it now, but he's a safe coach. But if like you have Sullivan at 14 and then he comes on and then you give Ben Hunt the nine. Mm. Obviously, like one of the best nines of the company today. I think you're like really in origin. Like that, eh? I like um, it. And then you give the keys to the the young halves <coughs> and Sloan at the back. They've played together. Mm. Um, I would not mind it. It sounds very exciting. I just if don't we're think but wants to do it. Yeah, he would not want to do yeah. it. I know, but it's just like I don't, I don't mind it either, to be honest. Just cause... giving the young boys like a, a chance as well. But in saying that, another thing about the coach as well. I'm very scared. Um, ben Hunt's got a, such a as we know, a big connection with Hook. The last time we sacked our coach, well, not, yeah, Mary, our captain went with him, mm. with Cam McGuinness. Man, we can't lose Ben Hunt. Like, yeah. And, like, he'd be look, looking around, like, the awards night. He wasn't happy with the boys. 
I don't know. I don't don't want to risk losing him. Yeah. Why is Ben Hunt so against playing nine? Oh, I'm not sure whether like he wouldn't do it. I think he would do it if he was told to by the coach. As a team man, he would if he had yeah, to. Yeah, but I, as, I think as you so. mentioned, you don't want to upset him. You don't I, want I just to lose think him. Like. He has come out and said I'd prefer to play seven. Yeah. I I like it because even if look, you aren't going to win a comp in the next year or two. Like that's just. Just the way it is. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, I mean, I don't, at the moment, the Broncos aren't going to win the comp this year either, like, it, at the moment. So it's not being, you know, it's just reality. I don't think, I think the Raiders are outside the window. Right now, the people that can win the comp, I think, are probably like Ray, uh, Rad, uh, Rabbitohs, Panthers, Roosters, oh, no. Sharkies, maybe Eels. And that's probably it right now. Um, then on the fringes, you've got like probably like the Broncos. Couple, oh, sorry, Storm as well. Storm as well can win the comp. Yeah, outside of that, you know, not many others. Anyway, so if, if the Benny Hunt to nine, why I don't mind it is because at least you're building towards the future then. Mm. Like at least you're going, okay, we've, we've <coughs> Sullivan and Amon and Sloan. This is who we've identified to be the guys that lead us for the next 10 years. If we can just slowly ease into that and we put Benny Hunt at nine for 20 minutes a game and see how we go, because, like, at the moment, what are you sitting? You're sitting... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 15th. And so I, what I would do is, this, this is what I would do. I would probably keep it as is for the next three or four games. If you're still sitting around the 15th or so mark, you've got nothing to lose. That's when I would go, Benny, we'll start you at seven. Sullivan, you come off the bench, blah, blah, blah. Put you in the talking role for 20 and start seeing how that goes. If it goes well, how good. If not, at least we're building towards the future. Because I also think as much as you say, oh, you know, I want to keep Ben Hunt happy, we want to keep him here, he's 33. This guy's not going to mm. play forever. Mm. Like in two years' time, you're going to have to go, <clears throat> fuck, no Ben Hunt. What are we going to do? Mm. So you need to start preparing for that. And, and also, like, you know, <clears throat> if you're not going to be playing finals footy anyway, sometimes you just got to go, fuck, like, let's, let's at least... Like that's, for example, what I loved about the Bulldogs uh, situation was they actively said, like, we could get Mitchell Moses and by all reports, it was a potential, like, it actually could have happened. But they were like, no, we aren't going to win the comp in the next couple of years. So let's be patient. Let's be smart and look towards five years because that's what the Panthers did as well. And Sullivan and Amone, they have really big futures. Like, <clears throat> even today, I think Amone had some really good touches. Mm. The tries he threw to Fenai, that ball was an absolute peach. Yeah. Like... I really like him. I think he can turn into a real complete half mm. half player. So him, we know Sullivan's got the talent, killing in, in New South Wales Cup. They're both still young. I think he can have a long and successful future off the back of those two. So if, if they can get Benny Hunt tonight, I like your call, Kempi, of stick to the plan for now, give Benny Hunt another month at seven and, and just do what they're doing with those combinations. But if they're still at 15th and they win one game in the next month, try it. Yeah. 
because they they need to start being realistic, as you said, about a premiership window and building for the future. Mm. And as you mentioned, like the last thing you want is to lose Ben Hunt. You want him to finish his career at the Dragons, and he's so vital to this team. But he's also a real clubman, a real team player, and maybe yep. we'll take the role at nine. Mm. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 